0: Hi, I'm Ryan LaPlante, and I'm one of the crazy founders of Dumb Dumbs and Dice, the podcast production company that's making the podcast you're listening to right now. Now, we're clearly busy. We're producing five weekly podcasts and a sixth event podcast, Welcome to One Shots, a Dum Dums and Dice podcast where professional voiceover actors and improvisers tackle one shot stories created in a variety of hit RPGs. I'm your host, DJ One Shot, and I'm here to welcome you to Police Cops, Garney, and Slab. This arc features our GM Tom McGee and players Ryan LaPlante and Tyler Hewitt. What happens when the Dum Dums jump into a buddy cop action movie blast from the past? Nobody knows because it's one shot. <laughs> Police Cops Edition.
1: The streets of New Cargo have seen some <laughs> dark things. <laughs> <laughs> they've seen crime. They've seen corruption. But what they've seen too little of is heroes. And that's where you come in. Having no other choice, a joint committee of the district attorney, the mayor, and the police chief have decided that a special kind of cop is required to clean up the streets. No longer can they just trust that standard police will be able to do it. No longer can they trust that the cops will get the job done. It's time to break down the walls between departments and specialties and specific jobs that you've trained for your whole life. (laughs)
2: It's time to become POLICE COPS!
1: My friends, welcome to Gurney and Slab Police Cops! Uh, the uh, the action-packed 1990s-era cop movie uh, that we find ourselves in this evening. Um, on tonight's show, we are going to be playing a variation on um, a system called Action Movie World, which is itself powered by the apocalypse, so based on... Uh, apocalypse world and dungeon world if you've watched or listened to uh, amnesty from um the good folks at adventure zone uh monster of the week is also based on this system uh blades in the dark is also a derivative of the system so our trophy think game was also loosely based on a system that this was also based on so with all those caveats out of the way let's get into it uh the year is 1990x something i stole from a Mega Man game Uh, And we find ourselves in New Cago, a large metropolis somewhere in the United States. It's a little bit New York, it's a little bit Chicago, and it's a little bit Boston, but the name didn't fit as well. Um, And uh, (laughs) the city is under siege. Uh, Things have been getting wildly out of hand. Think every time anyone talks about Gotham, anytime, forever, in any Batman thing. Um, So, as I mentioned, a joint task force has been put together. Uh, It's time to clean up the streets once and for all, and so the police cops have been formed. An elite unit of the city's best and hardest cops, who can do everything and anything, just like the cops on TV and movies do. Um, Today we are doing an adventure with just uh, two heroes, uh, Gurney and Slab, uh, played by Tyler Hewitt and Ryan LaPlante. Uh, I'm Tom McGee, I will be the director of this, uh, this adventure. Um, and without further ado, let's get into the the very first adventure with uh, Guardian's Lab. Um, in terms of rules and rule set for this game, uh, all the Powered by the Apocalypse systems work on a beautifully simple system uh, where you roll two dice and then you add the appropriate skill. So you have a number of attributes there on your sheets. Um, you can see they're everything from um, uh, let me just grab a sheet here. Uh, da, 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 da. <clears throat> He froze up trying to find the page looks like it's just five right so yes Stats, uh right you have muscles which is how strong and good you are in a close-up fight it's your beefiness and your physique you have agility which is your manual dexterity how and how good a shot you are uh you have magnetism which is your sexiness and raw charisma you've got drama which is your gravity and emotional conveyance maybe you're serious maybe you're just really believable when you're talking about things that matter and you have your swagger which is your sense of humor and your stone cold nerves And basically, to do anything you want to in this game, um, you do what's called a move. So uh, I've sent this to you, but I also have it in front of me here, a list of basic moves. Um, But basically, as with all games we play, if you don't know what it is, because it's the first time we've played you've only seen these rules like an hour ago, just say what you'd like to do and I'll tell you which of these things you're doing. Um, The basic moves are violence, getting what you want, emoting, a love scene, a killer one line, stunts, read a situation, vengeance, which you can only do if someone dies, read a person, and a camaraderie move, which are rare. So you don't worry about those yet. But, um, basically, yes, if you roll above a 10, congratulations. You succeeded greatly, and I'll tell you what you get for it. If you roll between a 7 and a 9, you succeeded, but with a cost, or some kind of consequence or a complication. If you roll under a 6 or under, unfortunately, you've missed, uh, and that allows me as the director to take a move. I never get to roll dice in this game, just like Trophy. It's all on you guys. So... If you don't fight no one, I can't hurt you none. But the minute you try and fight someone... Um, So generally speaking, uh, we'll only be picking up the dice when you're doing something that we think uh, matters in in some big way. So if you're drinking a coffee, who gives a shit? If you're drinking a coffee trying to avoid the poison you just saw poured into that coffee... Drinking around the poison. Yeah. Exactly. Gonna have to roll some dice. Um... So, uh, Ryan and Tyler, I've prescribed a few things for you. you give given me some backstory. This is a collaborative storytelling medium, so feel free to jump in with details as we go. As usual, I will be uh, asking you things as, as we go along. Um, both of you have your characters, you've picked your attributes, and you've picked your basic gear. Is that correct? Correct. Fantastic. All right. So, uh, after, a, a, like, a long opening crawl where everyone who's worked on the film in a major capacity's name has been shown... Ooh, 70s what, like, style. weird, slow jazz plays, and we pan across, like, the city in darkness, and there's, like, a flame that we slowly zoom in on. Uh, eventually, uh, we see the, the title card for Gurney and Slab, Police Cops! Uh, and then we smash cut to, uh... John Gurney, you are driving, uh, your, your, uh, like, long-suffering, uh, detective cruiser. Uh, what kind of car do you think you have? Is, like, beat uh, up, is it new? What, what's your vehicle? It's, uh, uh it's my personal vehicle? Or is it... It's, it's, uh, in the way that all detectives seem to have their own cars in movies. Okay. It's your car, but it's also your detective car. Uh, it's, uh, it's a minivan. Um...
3: uh and uh, uh it can the the driver's seat can barely contain me i am a massive muscular not muscular but just a massive man uh think like uh like big show kind of a thing or like andre the giant like all of my clothes are custom made i wear suspenders because fuck getting a belt like it's just not in the cards for old John Gurney, uh,
1: and I'm like kind of hunched over the wheel. This is the largest car I could afford. Yes. Um, wicked. So uh, you're driving your minivan today um, because uh, unfortunately the, the car you used for stakeouts and for, for your normal adventures uh, retired with your partner. Hmm. Um, and uh, uh, you, you dearly miss Keith Winslow, who was your um... He was your mentor uh, to some extent. He was a couple years older, but you joined the force around the same time. Uh, and you guys have been, uh, you know, you were, you were partners for, for close to 30 years. Um, but uh, he was a couple, he, again, he started a couple years before you. Uh, so he got out just before you did. And you've been receiving um, uh, letters from him uh, occasionally. He'll uh, You have like long chats into the night uh, on your uh, wireless phone that you carry around your house um but uh he is he's enjoying uh uh retirement in um flyami uh the uh <laughs> the, the, the southern paradise that uh yeah that uh, snowbirds go to and that um he has retired to so you miss him um but uh you know you've only got you've just got a little bit more time you got to put in to get that yep. full pension and Almost um, there, baby. And uh, honestly, you, you like being a cop. Uh, it's, it's something you've done for a really long time, and it's something you take great pride in. Um, but part of that pride is in knowing that one day you'll be able to kind of, like, hang up your shield and 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 relax. Um, today is not that day, though. Uh, today, you've been called in because of your seniority and your familiarity um, with uh, the city of Newcago and the streets of Newcago uh, that you've grown up on and all your connections. I, I, I feel like uh, Gurney's a pretty worldly guy in terms of the city, so I guess that like yeah. a, a, a like a municipally guy, um, yeah. but uh, rather than worldly, but uh, very much like you know all the the cops in Boston movies where it's like you know people you know their names You know exactly. So there's a new initiative that's being spun up uh, called uh, the Police Cops, and um, <laughs> it uh, it's a rare it's a rare honor, but uh, you were asked for by name um by uh a, a commissioner luna who um was good friends with with keith and uh, apparently keith had kind of put in a good word for you so uh commissioner luna has asked you uh asked for you specifically even though you know he knows you're on your way out he just he would really like your your help on this new new initiative uh the police cops are a police division unlike any uh, the world has ever seen uh, rather than specializing in a drug unit and a SWAT team and a forensic unit, the police cops will be able to do all of the above and act with, it, with wide-reaching authority to try and clean up the streets of, of New Cago. It's a dangerous gig, and your husband, uh, Kevin, was it? Yeah, yeah. Is, is none too happy about you taking it, but he also understands how much you care about New Cago and, and how you would have a hard time truly sinking into retirement if you didn't help establish the, the police cops He's uh, a... and their mission. He's a lawyer, and so we mm. actually bonded over our passion for justice. So, uh, do you think he's he's nervous about it, or or does he does he, sorry I guess it, does he understand and is like just be safe? I need you to to pull this off, or is he hesitant that you're you're getting involved in this somewhat dangerous endeavor right before you retire? I think it's the latter. I think okay. he's he's a little
3: concerned. Who uh, who would play Kevin in a movie? Who would play Kevin in a movie? If I am big show or andre the giant uh carrie elwes would be my kevin
1: <laughs> oh yeah all right so super affluent lawyer super charming great yeah. love it yeah
3: um
1: all right so um because you don't have a partner anymore like that was kind of like keith retiring was kind of like the last straw you just kind of figured you'd, you'd wrap things up you solved your last case together it was all great um so you're you're arriving in a consultant capacity, you're pretty sure. You're just going to help them iron things out, set up the connections they need and be on your way. Um, and that is the impression uh, you get as you, you pull your minivan up to the spot that you've parked it in uh, for 20 years since another sergeant retired and you kind of got the spot. Um, but just as you're about to pull in, another vehicle comes speeding in. Um, and uh, and just kind of snipes it out from under you, uh, and it's it's driven by uh, someone you've never seen before who's driving with reckless abandon like he doesn't play by the rules.
3: What the and, hey?
1: And his name is Detective Richard Slab. Uh, Ryan, what do you look like, and what kind of vehicle are you driving?
0: Yeah, so Richard Slab pulls up in a black Lambo. He just squeals <laughs> it in like Tokyo Drift style <laughs> into the space. Uh, and when he gets out... Uh, he looks like Phil Hartman, but if he had been dressed and hairstyled exactly like Max Payne oh wow okay.
1: <laughs> the theme song is just gonna be playing in my head for the rest of uh, the rest of the session. Um, yeah so you, you squeal you squeal in um, and uh, and slam the brakes. Uh, Slab this is a, this is an interesting day for you as well. It's uh, you've never been one to, to play by the rules you've never really been a team player at least. Not since back in the early days when you when you did were enlisted. Uh, I, I believe, Ryan, uh, were, were you you were in special <laughs> forces? Is that correct?
0: Uh, yeah, he was a Navy SEAL. Great. So um,
1: you were a team player then, but war changes a man, and now <laughs> uh, now you play by your own rules. Um, it's a it's a dark day in New Cago for you. Um, you're still in mourning uh, for your partner, uh, Nick Gallows, who uh, suffered uh, a, a premature death due to uh, an incurable condition called a hail of bullets um, when uh, a drug bust went bad. Um, and uh, you've, you haven't been handling it particularly well. Um, that said, when there's a dirty job that needs doing, people call Richard Slab. And as a result, um, you've got the call... Uh, Kind of surprisingly, actually, um, to uh, report down here to Downtown Precinct to um, uh, check in and uh, join a a new initiative. Uh, You received more information about it um, via fax, but you haven't bothered to read it because that's not your style. You figure if it's important, they'll tell you. Um, And as a result, uh, you're coming from um, uh, Uptown, which is a whole other world, a darker world uh now you're you're amongst the 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 tall buildings of uh the tall generic downtowny buildings of uh of downtown Chicago. uh so you you pull into uh this, this stop um, what's going through your head right now we know that um currently gurney is you know uh he's looking to just kind of settle things and and make sure all the all the uh i's are dotted and the t's are crossed uh leading up to his retirement well what's going through
0: slab's head I mean, Richard Slab's just here to get vengeance and die. Just solve the case and end it all. He gets out of his Lambo. He's smoking two cigarettes. Like he has one between both fingers because he wants to die twice as fast. And then he like flicks them both away. And he looks over and he sees John Gurney, a large man in a minivan. He goes, nice ride, Grandpa. And then he jumps and stomps on both cigarettes at the same time because he has one under each foot. And then he just goes in.
1: <laughs>
0: uh, Gertie, how
1: do you respond to that? Even though he's, like, walking away. <laughs> I'll uh, roll down my window and kind of stick my
3: head out. Uh, I have, like, uh, one of those, like, uh, haircuts that, like, make your head look square. Like, like that perfect kind of, like, crew cut.
1: Oh, like uh, Hitchcock in uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, where it just squares out his head. Yeah, higher. yeah, yeah. It's kind of like, yeah, yeah. And I've got or like, like, early like Guile from Street Fighter.
0: J. Jonah Jameson from the Sam Raimi Spider-Man universe.
3: This is all in that kind of proper realm. I also have that immaculate, like Tom Selleck mustache. Oh, damn. Yeah, you do. Um, I just shake my fist out there and I say, uh, 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 you know what? Forget you. And I like give a and I just like signal and like reverse and like find (laughs) it. Like roll
1: your window back up with a knob. Yeah. Um, Yeah, Tyler, uh, how are you dressed?
3: Uh, uh, again, it's it's like custom made like Mr. Big and Tall clothing, of uh, just like a white like dress shirt with like uh, I think like blue pinstripes going down. Sure. Yep. Uh, big suspenders, uh, uh
1: and like brown slacks and some. So uh, like if, uh, if we imagine Gandolfini, like if Gandolfini had a suit made for him, this is the suit. Yeah, he's a
3: little more fit than Gandolfini, but that's, pr- that's pretty spot on. Yeah, right. yeah.
0: All
3: right, and sorry,
1: Slab, you were saying something. You wandered away.
0: I so said, forgive myself. Then he looks down, and he's like, I wish I could. <laughs> and then he just walks in.
1: <laughs> um. So, uh, Slab, you, uh, you walk up to the doors, and unlike Uptown, where uh, in Uptown, Everyone needs to use their muscles to open a door because nothing's easy for the weak in uptown. But downtown, the doors slide open easily, the way money slides easily into the pocket of the corrupt politicians who work down here. Uh, and you make your way into an overly bright precinct. All the lights are very bright in this precinct. Um, it is, uh, if anyone's seen Broadchurch, uh, it's kind of that kind of precinct where it's just uh, like unreasonably bright. Um okay. but still with like there's like nice big bay windows. Uh but it still has all the classic hang ups of a, a, a police precinct. So you've got like the weird pseudo um cubicles everywhere. Um you know, you walk in and you see a bunch of beat cops kind of dealing with um like I, in in downtown where everything's kinda nicer, um you can see them kind of hassling a couple of prostitutes who are like immaculately dressed. <laughs> and, like, are debating Nietzsche. Um, and, uh, you know, you, you just shake your head as, as you walk past. Because it's, it's a whole other world from Uptown. We're walking around. You couldn't tell who's criminal or cop. Because the lines are too blurred.
0: In Uptown, everyone's a whore. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, and uh, you, you make your way up to um, a sort of central processing desk. Um, where you are greeted um, by a uh, sort of a, a rail-thin, I think like the dean from Community, like a, a Jim Rash type, um, who is uh, sitting at his his desk, uh, and he's trying to do a, a puzzle that you've never seen before. It's something with numbers and circles. And you see him just go, oh. lining up these numbers, this Sudoku thing will never catch on. And he throws it in the garbage, and he says, um, Hello, uh, sorry, are you...
0: Are you lost? You seem like an uptown guy. Dick Slab, I'm here for the police cops. Oh,
1: police cops. Uh, And you see like everyone in the precinct kind of turn uh, and look at you. Um, And uh, he kind of looks you up and down uh, and he says, they told me the unit would be made up of interesting characters, but I didn't expect someone so rough around the edges.
0: And I light up a cigarette. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure this is legal here this year.
1: It's nineteen ninety X. It sure is. But not in all places,
0: in all malls. Well, this doesn't look like a mall to me, I say to the guy. <laughs> <And> I, I, <laughs> he picks
1: up he picks up the phone off his desk and he's like, Captain, he passed the test. He knows it's not a mall. Uh and he he slams down uh the the phone. Um so, uh Ryan, you're technically throwing out some some good uh some good badass one-liners here. Um one of the moves that's kicking around in action world, uh, action movie world, is a thing called Killer One-Liner. So I don't think you need to use it here, but if this was a video game tutorial, of which I've played many recently, uh he would inform you, and so I shall, um, that there are two possible um skills you could use here or moves you could take if you wanted to try and gain something more um, from uh, Constable Rash who is at the the, the desk I'm not going to come up with a name, he's just Jim Rash Uh, and honestly, he's a great writer Uh, so there are two possible things you could use here one is getting what you want, which would be rolling plus magnetism, or there's killer one-liner, which is plus swagger so both of these can give you things moving forward with Detective Rash, or possibly moving forward into other scenes uh, however, you definitely don't need to use these. I just want to make you aware that you could.
0: And you know what? Because I can, I will. Uh, and I lean down on the counter with a cigarette in my hand, and I look at Detective Rash, and I say, no matter how this ends, don't fall in love with me. Uh, and I just want to use that as a as a one-liner, so All let's right, see what so, happens. Uh,
1: so roll plus swagger, please. So that's 2d6, and then add your swagger.
0: That is an 11.
1: Damn, son! Um, uh, Constable Rash... Um, Looks at you, and uh, he picks up the phone and he says, "Hey, Captain. He's gonna be a chief, I think. Fuck, Captain. I was looking at actual ranks. What are we doing, Chief? I failed the first test. I fell in love with him. Uh, and then he hangs up the phone <laughs> and uh, Slab, you can take plus one forward on your next roll.
0: Great, so what I that will means, do so. Uh,
1: this game is is big on holds and taking things forward." Uh, what that essentially means is uh, that if you do particularly well in certain checks, you get something you can apply to your next roll. Since rolls are kind of rare and important in this game, it's more important to get those bonuses than, say, in D&D, where it's like, you get a plus one on your next roll. Like, who the fuck cares? <laughs> um, but think of uh, think of holds um, and taking things forward almost as advantage. Um, so by impressing him, you're feeling good about yourself, and you feel like you might be able to take these downtown rubes. Um, so as uh, Constable Rash does a full-on, like, looking at Jeff Winger, hand against his chest, um, you, uh, Slab, you see um, a a man waving to you from, um, like, a classic little chief's booth. <laughs> like, you know, they always have the office with, like, the weird slatted, uh, yeah. like, I have uh, blinds and, and that sort of thing. It's like someone's waving to you from
0: that, uh, chomping on a
1: cigar, uh, and you go to see him. Great. Um, I will
0: say I reverse the cigarette that's in my mouth in my hand, and I just put it in Detective Rash's mouth and go into the office.
1: Um, he, uh, he says around the cigarette, like, huh, this really isn't better without the sex first. Uh, and then he snuffs it. Um, Gurney, uh, you walk in to see Constable Rash, who you know has been trying to quit smoking, um, based on all the new health research of nineteen ninety X, snuffing a cigarette in, in his ashtray. You know it's been a it's been a big challenge for him, but he, he's trying as hard as he can. Um, you walk up and smell cigarette smoke in the air. Uh, for you, this is just another day in downtown precinct. <laughs> um, <laughs> however, uh, it's it's a little different because normally uh, you're up on the second floor, and you know the first floor, and you know you know the folks down here, but. Uh, Normally, you don't spend too much time down here. After all, you're you're a by-the-book kind of guy. You're not often called into the chief's office. He's never demanded your gun or your badge. Um, never. And uh, there's something... You found that the precinct always feels a little bit empty since uh, Detective Winslow retired. It's just not quite the same. Uh, but yes, you walk up uh, to see Constable Rash um, ashing a cigarette. Constable Rash? I thought you were trying to quit. Uh I was, John, and I was doing so well, but what my heart can't quit is loving as freely and openly as it does. There is a very, very handsome problem who just came in, and I gotta tell you, I'm... I know I shouldn't, but damn it... He's hes like my heart cigarette. Bad for me, but damn, he goes down good. That sounds awful. <laughs> he kind of looks, looks a little bit sad, and he's like... Yeah, I mean, we... I, you know I'm still trying to find my Kevin, and, uh... I keep looking for love in all the wrong ashtrays. What you gotta do is you gotta find it
3: outside of work, alright? I'm telling you. That's the key. Outside of
1: work. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay, I, I'll give that a try. Thanks, Thanks, John. Um, the, uh, the chief's waiting for you. Um, do you need anything? Can I get you a coffee? A tea? I forget what your favorite cop beverage is. Oh, no, it's fine. I'll...
3: I'll get it myself. You know I like it, uh, coffee, uh, take it black, so I'll, I'll get it
1: myself. It's nice and easy. Okay, well, uh, thanks. I, I hope one day phones are good enough that we can just write down notes for ourselves in them, but Eddie, like, holds up a flip phone, and he's like, oh, but not with this T9 keyboard, am I right? Oh, Rash, you nut, and I'll just go and, <laughs> I'll go and get uh, myself
3: a quick cup of coffee and...
1: Who is thing. uh who is your favorite person uh, at this police station? They can be a cop, they can be uh, like a custodian, they could be a secretary, uh, they can be pretty much anyone, but like who's your who's your favorite non-Winslow um, uh? Is there a name specific to the police officer that has to like sit at that
3: front desk and like talk to everyone who like comes in and stuff like that? That like, is okay, Consul Rash. No, in in that this is case. Consul Rush? Yeah. Then,
1: yeah, it'll be Consul Rush because I Correct. see him every morning and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, Um there are other there are other people, but like all good sitcoms, he's the only one you ever see. Yeah. Um <laughs> there's only so many background characters we can afford. <laughs> um so uh yeah, you you kind of watch um Rash uh sit down and uh pull out his, his like little notebook and, and write a note. And you know that he uh he really did mean what he says. He takes notes constantly, and that's one of the things you like about him. He's very observant. Um, and uh, you know that he wrote your coffee order down the day he met you but he actively tries to pretend he doesn't have as extensive notes about everyone as he does because he wants everyone to to, you know he doesn't want to seem like a a weirdo but he also wants to make sure everyone's supported wherever they they need to be Um, so you you get your coffee um, and uh, you move through the precinct and I think there's just a a bit of an air of um, almost mourning uh, ...to this, because... Uh, ...like any job that you've ever left... ...that you've enjoyed, like, you can... ...it's that classic theater thing where you're coming up on, like, the last... ...shows, where you're like, oh, shit, like, this is ending. Um, and it's... ...you still got... ...you still got some time, but but it's, it's coming up on it. Uh, you make your way into... Uh, ...the chief's office... Um, ...just in time... Uh, ...to hear him... ...emote something. Ryan... You got there first. Uh, You walked in to find... um, uh, i got to find his name. Sorry, I've got notes everywhere because we're playing a new system and I've got character names and all sorts of crazy shit. So uh, you walked into an office and you hate offices because they remind you of being uh, dressed down uh, when you're a SEAL for, you know, getting a job done. It was a... The thing that needed doing, and you were damn good at doing it. Uh, you walk in to find Chief Frank Belushi, um, uh, chomping a cigar. Um, what do you think your approach to this situation would be? You know, he's he's going to be heading up this this police cops unit that you've been assigned to. But you you don't like authority figures, but you also he's he's like a, just a full-on like uh, Danny DeVito type. So just like short round, chomping a cigar. Um, his sleeves are like rolled up to an un- unreasonable length. Um, and he, he just like waves you in with a meaty fist. How do you think you'd approach this?
0: I think I, I, think Richard Slab would walk in and be like, what's the news on the gallows case? Are you ready to let me off the chain?
1: <laughs> um, and uh, Belushi goes, damn it, Slab! I told you once!
2: I told you only once, cause we just met. The gallows case is off your docket. You're too close to it, damn it. Now look, I know he was your partner, and I know that's tough, but you gotta let it go. You're not here for gallows. You're here for police cops. You hear me? Police cops.
1: And uh, that's what you hear when you you walk in Gurney. Um, you see uh, uh, Frank Belushi. Who I don't think you've had much contact with uh, because you weren't in his division, but, you know, he's a hard ass. Uh, He uh, he he wants everything done by the book. uh, And you know that he is good friends uh, with Mayor Castle um, as well as uh, District Attorney uh, Ellen Morrison. Uh, He's he's got good relationships with both of them. Uh, A little antagonistic at times, but like gets along. Uh, however, you also know that um, Police Chief uh, Luna, or sorry, Police Commissioner Luna does not care for him. Uh, okay. Enrico thinks that he's too. Uh, a little too abrasive, whereas uh, Commissioner Luna is a little better at playing the game, if that makes any sense. It's uh,
3: Enrico Luna?
1: Yes. Uh, I think if we were talking the Nolan Batman movies. Yeah. You can think of. Um, uh, Chief Belushi as like a weird mix of Bullock and Gordon, whereas uh, Commissioner Luna is like Commissioner Loeb, I think. Okay. They were going with just comic book writer names, um, so uh, the commissioner is is much more of like a put me on camera, I'll deal with this. Whereas uh, Belushi, you respect him because he, you know, he's got a bit more of a beat cop vibe, mm-hmm. um, but you also know that he's he's made some powerful enemies. Uh, so you see him yelling at uh, the man who stole your parking space uh, as you enter the room. What do you do?
0: Stand at attention. Hey, friends. It's Ryan, but like regular Ryan, as himself, talking about dum-dums and dice. so yes, I'm one of the people behind this show. Obviously, you're listening to the show. You're loving this show. Somebody's doing great. Probably probably not me, but like Tom. He does really good work. Tyler does really good work. uh third person also does really good work i don't know what show this is on but the important thing is that you can support the show and join the show at patreon.com slash dum dice that's right that address that i totally just said go there join Dum Dums and dice support the show it's gonna be great
2: uh he looks up he's like ah finally someone who understands the rules come in gurney
3: stop standing there saluting like a goddamn flagpole Yes, sir. And I'll uh, pull up a, a, a chair beside... Are, are you sitting down already there, Slab?
0: I think Slab will lean against the wall, refusing to sit down. He doesn't okay. bow to the rules. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll sit uh, across the desk from uh, sure. the chief.
1: So um, he takes a, a big uh, puff of his cigar, uh, and then he, he reaches into a drawer, and he pulls out just a, like a massive sloppy file folder with just like shit sticking out of all the... Besides and he slams it down on the desk and he's like Listen, this file folder is what I call my book of
2: shame. These are all the unsolved cases here in Chicago that we have failed to solve as the NCPD. <laughs> this is a disgrace. And the problem was we're spending too much time thinking about it as police. And too much time thinking about it as cops. So the time has come to think about it as police cops. You feel me?
1: And he takes a big puff of his cigar. Yes, Chief Belushi.
0: Whatever. <laughs> like so listen. I at
1: you.
2: <laughs> you two run. are about so... as different as cops could be. An unlikely duo. A strange partnership to put together, to be sure. But these are strange times. And I need the best police, and I need the best cops. And unfortunately for me, and for my hemorrhoids, that's the two of you! (laughs) So, congratulations. Gurney, meet your new partner, Slab. Slab, meet your new partner, Gurney. The two of you are going to be working a very important case.
0: Chief, you can't do this. This guy looks like he's got a family. Yep, he does. They're very nice.
3: With respect, Chief, there must be someone else on this new unit besides.
2: Ah, the there is!
3: But we went through all the names and all the
2: skill sets, and you two were the ones who were matched up. Look, I know it's strange. I know it's odd. But damn it, you're the best chance we got.
3: Is this an order, Chief?
2: You're goddamn right it's an order. It comes all the way from the top.
3: Well, then, if it's an order, and I'll stand up and, like, do a quick salute. And then I'll, uh, look to Slab, like, you ready to get started, partner?
0: You tell me what you want on your grave. I'll write it down before we kick off.
3: Devoted husband, loving father of three, something like that, I guess. I'll just... Bullshit.
0: Fine. (laughs) And he's good to go.
3: You'll have to excuse
2: Mr. Slabby over here. He's had a rough go of things. He's from one of the Uptown precincts. The rough one. And you know, based on Uptown, that's fucking saying something. Mm. But he's got something
3: you don't, Gurney. What's that?
2: A purple heart.
3: A great big bushy beard? I mean... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no,
1: but he does have a purple heart that, that part's true, I've seen his file Um Uh, Ryan, if I'm correct You're like Max Payne 1, not Max Payne 3 Is that correct? Correct, yes right. So, so like no bushy beard, no, just like Hawaiian shirt hair. Long, like Three length, uh like I, length I think coat. it's
0: like his like suit version with like the needless Leather jacket, oh, but like yeah. does not make nice. Sense on top, so it's just super like Gritty, right. but it's Phil Harpin
3: Listen, I love that visual <laughs> Gurney,
2: you're one of the best we got. You know these streets better than Ezekiel Cargo, the founder of Old Cargo. And I respect the shit out of you. But Slab's seen some things. He and his partner used to be undercover. They know more about the drugs that move through the veins of this city than the people who inject the drugs into the veins of this city. So he's going to need your help. Because he's got the inside knowledge. But he's a bit of a loose cannon. And as you know, Mayor Castle, it's an election year. He's breathing down my ass. So we can't have any needless <laughs> no, destruction. I, like that. <laughs> I know, me either. That's why I need you to keep him under control. And Slab, you come from a hard place full of tragedy. I get that. But what you don't know is downtown, these streets, the system, and how to work within it. My hope is the two of you will work together and use your various skills to offset the other one. Normally, I try and throw a healer in your party as well, like a cleric. But they're all busy. Anyway...
3: Clerical work, right?
2: Oh, that's a good one. For the city, yeah. That's what I like about you, Gurney. You understand the municipal puns. Anyway... Uh, I'm gonna need you to report down to processing so we can get you your new gear. And honestly, there's a case waiting for you, but, uh, they'll brief you downstairs. I'm too busy! I got other people crawling (laughs) down my ass!
3: I don't know why that bothers me so much. (laughs) Bothers Uh, me too! Anyway, Gurney,
2: you gotta keep him in line. And Slab, you gotta teach Gurney about the dark underside of the city. He thinks it's all roses and monorails, but you know better.
0: (laughs) He's gonna learn a lesson, or he's gonna take a dirt nap.
2: I mean, don't... Just to be clear, you're not gonna kill Gurney, right? This is more a tragic history of everyone you
0: know and love dying thing, right? I'm offended that you'd think it was me. You know that my parents died, murder, my brother died, murder, my sister died eaten by a bear, but arguably that bear was a criminal. Everyone just dies by me, no matter how much I do. I understand.
2: I've read your file. But, you know, trigger warnings won't be invented for another 15 years, so I just say things that'll hurt
0: you. Anyway, We're also homicide officers, so I think this kind of conversation would normally be expected.
2: You're goddamn right! Anyway, that's it for me. <laughs> Go get your mission downstairs. And don't fuck it up.
3: That's a shay away! (laughs) And I sashay out the door. Um, Hey, listen, uh, Slab, was it? Yep. All right, Officer Slab, you heard the chief. It's my job to make sure that you don't get out of line. Are we going to have problems on this case, you and
0: me? Well, that depends. Do you want to solve it, or do you want to do a nice little dance where we follow the rules?
3: Hey, I'm about the work, but following the rules is part of that work.
0: I like you. You're not going to last long. Uh, and then I just start walking <laughs> off to where we're going to go to the next thing.
3: Oh, man. So, two cops with different points of view? Jeez. And I off <laughs> after him.
1: Look, in my experience of all media, there is no way you will ever find common ground. This is just <laughs> going to be an antagonistic yeah. PvP campaign.
3: <laughs> Shoot officer, slab in the back. <laughs>
0: And I you're... like it. <laughs> we found the middle ground. <laughs> the end.
1: Uh, follow us online. Uh, join our Patreon. Um, so you make your way uh, sort of through the bullpen uh, downstairs into the basement, which, uh, Gurney, you just kind of think of as a storage space. Like, there's really nothing down here. But Slab, oddly for you, this is this is more what you're used to. It's unfinished concrete. There's a, a stale stench of slightly wet cardboard that comes with files that'll never be solved um and uh you find yourself in uh the old archive uh which is where all the unsolved cases from new Cago get dumped to just kind of fester and rot because you know sometimes crime has its way with a city sometimes some
3: crimes go slipping through the cracks
1: yes yes that (laughs) um And sometimes people have to fight crime in a future time. Not yet, though, because we're still in 1990X. Um, So you enter, and uh, you can see that the archive, um, all the boxes have been, like, moved around to make it look like, uh, you know, like, in in all sorts of movies, there's, like, like, the super weird, like, cool elite unit space. Uh, it's that, but it's all made of soggy cardboard. Um, and there's, there's kind of just like moldy water dripping from the ceiling, but otherwise you're in full on David Fincher blue light. Um, there's like, uh, the height of technology, a massive desktop with like a 10 inch deep screen that's like eight inches wide set up. Um, uh, and, um, you can hear like a, a pop song that, you know, will never go out of fashion, uh, playing uh, off a CD player in the corner. Uh, and you walk in, and um, you you see uh, just, a, just an interesting uh, assortment of characters, literally, um, kind of arranged about. All of them seem to be doing that thing where they're all, like, looking over paperwork, Sorkin-style. Um, and uh, you walk in uh, to find um, uh, Captain Shen, who is a, um, like, a... She's got a bit of like a Bruce Lee build where she's like very, very slim, but you can tell that it's just like completely wound muscle. Um, And Gurney, uh, you've met Shen a couple times. Uh, She's a kickboxing champion. Uh, Her dad was a famous uh, boxer, and then she took up kickboxing because he taught her how to box, and then she learned how to kickbox. So she's like in the ring, just a vicious motherfucker. Uh, Mm -hmm. Just every hit is just brutal like she in modern terms she'd be a UFC fighter like she's right. just pure scary speed and muscle <clears throat> uh, takes no shit and um, uh, you know that she's been in charge of like a bunch of special operations so you see her uh, talking to SWAT captain brick howitzer uh, who is a John Cena type um, and they're kind of comparing notes uh, and looking around and as you guys walk in um, she uh she pushes her glasses up her nose in, like, sort of a classic Otacon or nerd style, but for some reason with her, it's terrifying. Sure. Um, so she does that, uh, and she observes the two of you, and she says, All right, good. Good. Gurney and Slab, the last two to add to our bag of woes. Uh, and she nods to you, Slab. Um, Slab, you first met uh, Captain Shen when you were undercover in an underground fight ring that she was also undercover in. You were on a drug sting, she was on a fighting sting. You both acknowledged each other from across the room, became friends as undercover people, and then later discovered that you were both cops. So it was nice, because you made a friend that you could actually hang out with later. (laughs) Um, You don't see each other very often, but um, of all the people who understand your tragic past, uh, she too, like has kind of like a daredevil backstory where like her dad was killed in the ring and then she had to creed her way to the top. Um, so uh, it's not that you're close, but you're about as close as you get to people. Um, so yeah. she, she nods knowingly to you. Um, Gurney, uh, you respect Brick Howitzer, but you've never quite been able to get along with him because he is a boot in the door, uh, spray and pray kind of fellow. Uh, and while you both serve a purpose, you always... You understand that, like, the, gl- the the gentle hand can really solve a lot of problems, whereas Howitzer's first inclination is, is to shoot. But, um, you know, you you know each other. I think you were... He was, like, in the same way you were two years under Winslow, he was two years under you. Okay. So, you, you came up together. He's an older guy, but um, still just very, very large. <laughs> um, and uh, so, Captain Shen says, uh, well, good. We, we've got everyone here. Now, welcome... To the police cops. We're a unit without boundaries, and all of you bring different skills. Um, here are our, our two most recent additions. We have uh, Slab and Gurney, who are going to be looking into uh, the avocado toast epidemic and trying to bring it to an end. As you know, the super drug, part heroin, part cocaine, part methamphetamine, part tasty high-protein vegetable fruit who knows <laughs> crime uh has been hitting the streets and truly affecting our our more affluent young people they've been getting so hooked on the stuff they've been dying and unable to buy houses which is causing a tremendous hit to our real estate budget and as you know the mayor's up for re-election and he'll have none of it so they'll be covering that and she uh she kind of gestures you over to a table that's been set up for the two of you there's also, of course, we have our speed division for high-speed chases, heists, and hijinks. Vin Walker and Paul Diesel. And you look over and there's uh, two guys who have cross necklaces, drinking Coronas, and they just kind of, like, gesture to you. So it says, on forensics, we have uh, the brilliant scientist, Sarah Grace, and the renegade investigator, Monica Faith. Uh, and it pans over to, like, two ladies in very different suits, one of whom is drinking whiskey and one of whom is drinking wine, and they're both kind of glaring at each other. Um, then, of course, uh, our, uh, division, who's dealing with the visiting ambassador to the friendly nations delegations. Uh, we've got, um, Detective Sam O'Chan and his partner, Tucker Rockwell. Uh, and you see, uh, a, a martial artist and a, a fast-talking, uh, Detective just kind of like arguing over a radio uh, Which is playing contrary music to the CD player, which is exhausting Uh, And finally she says and on uh, SWAT support, of course, we have uh, Captain Howitzer who will be providing the muscle should we need it And Brick nods and just says, yep Uh, Says "Uh, so things looking bleak. It's our job to unbleak them get to work everybody uh, so she gestures you over to a table where you find a bunch of files about avocado toast, which is a new narcotic that has been flooding the streets of New Congo. Um, Slab, you're familiar with this drug in an adjacent way. You were on a different case, um, dealing with kind of, uh, more traditional drugs, but you just around the time that Gallows was killed, you had to be sent on administrative leave for grief and rage issues. Um, you heard about avocado toast hitting the streets uh gurney this is your worst nightmare uh the idea that any you have three kids right my three boys my three adult sons what are they named uh ryan lucas and ethan <laughs> your biggest fear is that ryan lucas and ethan could get hooked on avocado toast uh and uh, <clears throat> fall victim to it you know that um kevin's been trying to deal with it in the courts but without su- finding the supplier there's no way to stop the supply gotta infiltrate the dealers and find the supplier you gotta infiltrate the dealers Find the supply. <laughs> um, so um, for the two of you, uh, you have a couple of moments uh, before you get the first big tip to kick off the case, to look over the files that are there and to get to know each other a bit. What do you do? AKA, I've been talking for too long. <laughs> you get talk. Uh
3: I would uh, I would walk over to the uh, the just like that that what's it called like a letterbox kind of thing yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, uh, of like case files and like put it on like an empty table. Uh, open the lid and just start pulling out files and going through looking for common elements and things like that. Uh, Slab, what would you be doing?
0: I feel like just because he doesn't know anything about avocado toast, he actually would go look at the files. Like, he's not an idiot completely. <laughs> so I think he'd probably go over and start flipping through, but he'd specifically look for connections through all the, like, drug stuff that he knows. So if I wanted to choose something, Tom, I don't know if this would count, But could I read the situation? You sure fucking could, sir. (laughs) Nice.
1: So on a read a situation roll, uh, Ryan's going to go ahead and roll his dice. Uh, On a 10 plus, he can ask three questions. On a 7 to 9, he can ask one. Great. From the list that I will read out when he does so. I got an 8. Okay, great. So you get one question, and you can pick from that list.
0: Oh, uh, there's a list. Okay, let oh, me. Look uh, at the I list. can read them out to you. That's fine. No, no. no I, I, oh, yeah. If you want to, so pe- uh, people know.
1: the questions you could ask are: uh, Where's my best escape route? Way in or way past? Which enemy is most vulnerable to me? Which enemy is the biggest threat? What should I be on the lookout for? What's my enemy's true position and who's in control here? Obviously, a few of those will be less applicable, but a few of them are very
0: applicable. I want to know which enemy is most vulnerable to me because I think he'd be looking for the weakest link in the avocado toast chain. Who's sure. baking the bread?
1: So, uh, they've been having a hell of a time finding who the supplier
0: is. Um, but Haven't got enough of the dealers.
1: No, uh, they've got to infiltrate the dealers to find suppliers. Um, however, uh, what they do know from, from the, the files you're flipping through is that uh, your old enemy, uh, the Mafiad, uh, which is, of course, the uh, the Italian-Japanese mafia triad uh is not they they control traditional drugs coming in and out of the city they're they're a a very traditional organization um they really believe that that you know they should only sell cocaine none of this heroin stuff they don't believe in it so it wouldn't be them um which means it might be a different threat so i'm not going to give you a, a necessarily a clear answer on this from the files Um, But it does seem that there is a different force at work here than what you're used to, which unfortunately will render most of your contacts useless for this, but is good to know because it limits your options. Um, Gurney, what would you be looking for? Um, Sites where we know that deals go down,
3: where we know that this stuff gets dealt out to to users, where their buyers are getting this stuff from.
1: Um, Tyler, what archetype did you go with for Gurney? I went with The Yeller. (laughs) Oh, great. Okay, fantastic. Very good. I was hoping you would. Um, Okay, well, why don't you go ahead and roll me a... um, Maybe a... a, I'd give you a getting what you want or read a person. Both of these are not technically accurate to what you're doing, but I think they're both kind of in the spirit of what you're attempting.
3: I do getting what you want. Uh, Great.
1: Yeah. So that's roll plus magnetism? Yep, so 2d6 plus magnetism. It's a total of six. Six, alright. Uh, so that's a Actually, miss. Actually, sorry, it's five, even worse.
3: <laughs> that's the same as a miss.
1: Yep. Uh, so, unfortunately, that means I get to take a move.
2: Mm-hmm. Hmm. Move against
1: me. Um, so... Gurney, I'm going to say that you call like you start looking through the files and you're trying to figure out sort of where the where the deals going down is that where correct? the stuff is being distributed. Um so you you kind of look at a map of New Cago and and you look at kind of the drug hot spots. Um and uh you you never really heard of avocado toast. This was this was a case you were actually hoping to dodge. Um, because it's big, it's Mm -hmm. clearly a a big thing. And unfortunately as an older guy, like, you know, the mafia ad, you know, they wouldn't be moving this shit. So you're kind of in a similar situation to slab. Unfortunately though, I think in trying to sort it out, um, you kind of like mess up his files and what he's looking at. Uh, and so he, he gets, uh, one of the consequences to a miss on getting what you want is you infuriate someone um, so you managed to kind of fuck up what Slab is doing. And Slab, you were close. You know you were circling in on, on something. Um, but, uh, but Gurney muddies it up for you using his antiquated ways of, of thinking he knows these streets. You can't know something that's always changing. You can't know a beast with many faces.
0: <laughs> Listen, Grandpa, you may want to come in here and put everything in alphabetical order, but crime doesn't think that way.
3: But it makes the most sense, though. when you, like That way, when we get onto something, we know exactly what to reference and where we can reference it. It's just going to be laid out alphanumerically, actually. We're going to start with the numbers first. Addresses, things like that. And
0: then we're Shen, I've to... got two questions for you. And I just point at, the, at Captain Shen. And I'm like, is there any way I can get a transfer from dealing with this asshole?
1: You know, back when I was fighting in the ring, people used to ask me, hey... Does your foot hurt less than your fist? And I'd say, let me show you. Here's the thing, and I'd hope you'd know this by now, slab. Fist, foot, doesn't matter. You're still getting hurt. You're stuck with this guy. Just like I'm stuck with this unit. I'd rather be back in the underground fighting rings. Bringing down the club to fight. But instead, I'm here. And the franco-german mob continues its underground flight class
0: yeah well I'm here instead of the gallows case so I think we both are where we don't want to be oh, second sh- question uh, and I point to Horowitz and I say hey needle dick how'd your dick get so small uh, to howitzer what yeah howitzer
1: just turns. I just don't like him <laughs> he, he cracks his head and he just walks up to you and he like towers over you and he's like I did a lot of roids to get this big.
2: It's one of the consequences. Your balls get small and your dick gets
3: needle. Doesn't mean I can't still puncture you with it, punk! And I'll even, I'll kind of come in between them, even bigger than Howitzer. (laughs) And I looked out at him and just be like, easy now, Howitzer. Everyone here knows your dick works just fine. That's not being called into question here. Slab's a new guy, he's new to the precinct, he doesn't know your dick works.
0: I don't know. I've talked to a lot of hookers in Uptown and let me tell you, I don't think it works. They say it's how you use it, unless you're that dumbass and then I point at him and then I like light a cigarette and flick it at him. Uh, he <laughs> just okay, po- there's a lot of important files here. I'll, like, he he, he the points cigarette. over
2: you and he's like I hired those hookers for conversation. <laughs> I get plenty of sex
1: at home in my marriage but no one wants to talk about anything. Um, Ryan, can you go ahead and roll me
0: Um, a small dick fight check (laughs)
1: hmm well uh okay so this might be our first opposed check of the game uh tyler you're trying to bring this under control right yeah okay can you roll me an emote check yep so um a system that we so we're playing an adapted version of action uh movie world the game itself is based around the idea that you are actors playing characters in a, a series of movies Uh, Because we're specifically focused on the cop genre, we're not going to deal with that side of things. But that doesn't mean that we aren't in a movie. So one of the roles you can do is an emote, where, like in any good cop movie, everything slows down and the sad version of the guitar starts playing. And you use your emotions to try and calm the situation or intensify it. Uh, So, Gertie, what did you get? I got a nine. A nine? Okay, great. So you can choose uh, a player character or an, an NPC like howitzer to witness uh your emotional display and they'll feel the same emotion as you it'll be up to me how they react uh if you do it for slab he gets a plus one that he can take forward okay um i'm going to
3: uh i'm going to appeal to howitzer okay uh with just like the camaraderie of being an officer and just like hey hey this is the police cops, okay? Everybody here is either a police or a cop, all right? We're all here for the same reason. Big dicks, small dicks, or no dicks, you hear me?
1: Um, and uh, Howitzer feels, feels your words of camaraderie, and he's like, Truly, gender is a construct, and I know it won't become a, a properly explored concept in modern pop culture for at least another... 20 years, but uh, it would seem that toxic masculinity has infected me as dangerous as the radiation I faced when we diffused that bomb, that radioactive bomb in Uptown. You're right, Gurney. I, I let my own biases get the best of me. He looks over your shoulder and he's like, or like around your shoulder. <laughs> uh, he's like, I don't know you slab, you're new, but I knew Nick Gallows. He was a good cop. Sorry for your loss, I'm sorry for the pain it fuels you. I hope that one day you can get over this need to to talk about genitalia in a in a degrading way. But if you don't, I'm
2: sure you'll tell crime that it has a small <laughs> dick too.
0: Uh, and then he he wanders off. That's probably the longest thing he said in his whole life. Army boy.
1: You are correct. It is the longest sentence he is. His wedding vow was
0: yes. Gurney, <laughs> this is a weird thing for me to have to say, but I don't actually have a problem with masculinity or the size of people's penises. It's. It was really just I don't like him.
3: Well, hey, don't tell me. Tell Howitzer, you know. You
0: want me to go tell him that I don't care about his genitalia, I just don't like him? It seemed like you were trying to wind this thing down.
3: I was, but I think it's also important that you hash that. You know what? We'll discuss that later. Let's get back to the case here. I think alphanumeric is the best way to organize these
0: files so that we can... Um, we can... You're acting like a real police right now, Gurney. I think it's time we act like cops, uh, and I flip the table. <laughs> <laughs> uh, everywhere. Gurney, as
1: the files uh, fly into the air, like so many important alphanumeric seagulls uh, you feel a buzz at your belt uh, and you look down to see your pager um, and um, it, uh, it, it has a, a phone number that you haven't seen in quite some time uh, it's from an old informant um, that uh, you'd honestly kind of hope to never have to deal with again but who might just have the information you need it's a tip from
0: Squiggly the Clown our Police Cops one-shot features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at TheRyanLaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, and of course our fabulous DM slash storyteller Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode was edited by Ryan LaPlante and all of Dum Dums and Dice's art is by Decapitated Markers at Decapitated Marker, that's M-R-K-R on Twitter. This show's theme music is Gothic Trip with Thunderhorse by Damiano Baldoni, and our ads use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R, all available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com, our Twitter and Instagram at dumdumdice, or on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. But most importantly, we've got merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice, or you could join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks for listening. Smash that subscribe button and show your love to one-shots. DJ, one-shots out of here. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, Long Long, The Half Blind Prophet, James Quayar, DM Rob, Christopher Little, Joshua White, Olin Anderson, Sue One,